Good morning, podcasters, and welcome back to a fresh edition of Tahoe Talk. Mike Perrin here, joined with Rob Galloway, as always, from the Tahoe Daily Tribune and Sierra Sun. And you know this podcast is brought to you by Lake Tahoe Ale Works, home of the self-serve beer wall. Two locations, they've got Wood Fire Pizza, and they've also got the Cocktail Corner and a new big development coming up behind those that a lot of people don't know about yet. The backyard barbecue and oh, grill. Let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. Yeah. He said I could. Lucas okay. said I could. Okay, that's so. good. <laughs> yeah. The backyard barbecue and grill is going to be sweet. Drive by, check it out, or check them out on Lake Tahoe Aleworks.com. All right. Let's get into it. May 11th, a great Tuesday, packed full of news. And speaking of packed, coin crowding has arrived. And it's not just a Bitcoin trend. A lot of people think Bitcoin is the only one out there. If you don't know, uh, you know, crypto mainstreamification is what it's being called, has reached a level that goes far beyond just the brand of Bitcoin. 14% of the U.S. population now invests in cryptocurrency and uh, American crypto owners could double in 2021. I know they got a user out of me just last week with Dogecoin. Uh, that's all the rage with Elon Musk on Saturday Night Live. Uh, but this year, Bitcoin is nearly two times, uh, 2x in value. Uh, and altcoins have seen even bigger rallies. Ethereum is up 400%. Dogecoin soared 13,000%. Uh, and according to a survey, two thirds of US adults who don't own crypto are crypto curious. I would, Do you have any cryptocurrency yourself, Rob? I don't. I would. I would guess I'm. I'm in that crypto curious. Um, okay. All right. I did. Yeah, see, like I said, I just bought some Dogecoin last week, and I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. <laughs> I don't know what I can do with I it. I saw. So. I saw Tom Brady was negotiating his salary to be paid in Bitcoin. So I did see that. Yeah, there's all He's the in the trend there. Yeah. Yep. All right, change of pace. I've got three big topics here from California specifically, uh, and this one is really interesting. Disturbing. Officials from California's Sequoia National Park made a disturbing discovery while conducting a survey of the forest to determine the effects of the 2020 Castle Fire, a giant sequoia in the area uh, known as the Board Camp Grove was found still smoldering <laughs> and emitting smokes months after this uh, historic wildfire devastated the reason, region last August. So the Castle Fire was actually ignited by a lightning strike last summer, ended up going uh, 270 square miles of land, and it was finally contained in December. So technically December, but still months after that, still smoldering. And they're comparing it to sort of like a, a big oven, basically, how big these are and how it can harness that heat. And when it gets warmer out, it sort of ignites it back up. But uh, check that out online, and we'll give you a link in the description here. Pretty wild. And then uh, California Governor Newsom is in all the news right now. He is facing the recall election up against John Cox, the Beast, and Caitlyn Jenner, just to name a few. Uh, but, you know, he's here to save the day. He announced a plan to send almost $12 billion back to the taxpayers of California. If approved, California would give $600 checks to workers who earn up to $75,000 annually and with $500 bonus for tax filers that have dependents or undocumented families as well. So that's about 80% of the state's workers or about two thirds of all residents uh, that would benefit from the plan. He also, th 
threw in a slew of other funding proposals, 5.2 billion in federal funding to help low income renters stay housed, 2 billion to help Californians pay overdue water and utility bills, and then another billion in college grants to help employees whose jobs have been decimated by the pandemic uh, to find better work out there. So it's a pretty hefty plan and we'll see if it, if it gets approved. So I got I another, use it. <laughs> I, I got another number that I'll, that I'll add to that uh, when I start. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got uh, one last California topic here. The COVID-19 pandemic has done what more than a century of past plagues, recessions, crime waves, droughts, and earthquakes could not do actually shrank California's population. We sort of knew about this, right? Uh, the mass exodus that was happening, uh, but only by about 182,000 people from 2020. So that's the first time uh, that annual statistic has come with a minus sign since data collection started in 1900. So if you're, in case you're trying to do the math in your head, that's just 0.4% of the overall population. So not a big decrease. But the Not first time ever. But if you're in those states that are, uh, you know, that are taking on water from Californians, those states are always like, go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are just a, a little different too. <laughs> uh, okay. And then uh, some more pandemic news here. After falling for nearly 12 months straight, the U.S. unemployment rate has unexpectedly jumped to 6.1% in April. 266,000 jobs were added last month. Economists were expecting a million. So just a quarter of that, womp, womp. and uh, like half a million jobs out there waiting to be filled too. I mean, <laughs> oh man, the restaurant industry is just struggling. I know Chipotle announced, I think it was yesterday saying $15 an hour and a track where you can become a hundred thousand uh, salary earner by becoming a manager in three years. They, they've laid out a plan in three and a half years. So <laughs> people are getting desperate to get these, uh, these unemployed folks, but companies in industries like construction and manufacturing and restaurants, you know, they, they, they're hurting, like I said. So uh, potentially holding all these workers back, child care burdens, COVID fears, and boosted unemployment benefits, of course. So um, that, that's an interesting fact there. And then we talked about it about two weeks ago, this new iOS 14.5 update um, that came with the Apple iPhones that was making you opt in to being able to be tracked by a lot of uh, your apps. Well, just 4% of iPhone users in the US and 12% overall uh, in the world have opted into this app tracking uh, me mechanism after updating their iPhone. So I, I, you know, I, I would have thought it would be less because who wants to be tracked, right? I mean, who's <laughs> opting in? I want to. I want to talk to those people a little bit. And I, it's going to grow as more and more people start opening up more apps and traveling and everything. It's that'll grow. Yeah, and then you know, I had I had in my uh, in my notes here, and we were going to talk about the pipeline that got hacked, but I think that's been drilled a little too much uh, in the news. Bum, bum. <laughs> so I'm going to turn it over to you, sir, for all of your hits in the news. Well, I got I got two notes um, that aren't local that I wanted to to just run by you quick because one, you being a new parent, um, I figured you might be interested to know that uh, the storm, if you remember the storm that hit Texas back in February, it apparently reduced the supplies for acrylic acid, and that is the liquid that makes diapers absorbent. So that means diaper prices are going to be up. Um, and I don't know if you if you saw that, but uh, you ever given any thought to those cloth diapers, Mike? 
Hell no. I will not do that, first of all. But we're still working on all the diapers that were uh, gifted to us and the, the diaper cakes. Oh, nice. That. So, that. yeah, we're still three months in, still right. chipping away at it. So I haven't noticed it. And then just one other random stat that I just, I don't know why this this made me curious. But so far in, in 2021, there have been 1,127 shipping containers that have fallen into the sea. And I guess in 2020, we hit a seven-year high of 3,100 that fa have fallen into the sea. And I just, I never thought about that, but it seems like a lot of crap that goes overboard. Yeah. That's where that damn package is. I'm still waiting yeah. on one for Mother's Day. <laughs> that never of showed up. <laughs> I wonder if anybody just like tracks that and goes and, and tries to recover any of that stuff. I mean, like the Titanic. I mean, that's a lot of, that's yeah, a lot it's of fair crap. game, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Finders keepers. <laughs> just thought it was interesting, but all right. So I'm going to move into to our local hits here. Um, and we had a pretty exciting, at least exciting on my end. Well, with a grain of salt, I guess. Uh, announcement that came out yesterday on the entertainment front, uh, and we talked about this a few episodes ago, that with Douglas County opening up to 100% on the Nevada side, we thought it might mean, you know, things like events and concerts could start to come back. And we not only got the announcement of the summer concert series that was going to be a go this year, we also got an initial glimpse at that lineup, and it got pretty roasted on social media. And I think mainly just due to the overload of country. And I have to admit it, Mike, I was, a, I was hoping for a little bit more variety. Countries, it's okay for me, but um, that lineup's like two-thirds country. It, yeah, it was, it was a bit disappointing. I, I agree. We were talking about it in the office, but I think there's a lot of reason for that. You know, the big names just still aren't booking. Uh, yeah. So they're, you know, they're big names, though. Check it out on our, on our uh, the whole lineup on our website. Yeah, hopefully, I mean, it, it's, it, I'm, I'm, certain they're adding or they're working on adding a couple more but uh yeah uh, it was fun to read the comments <laughs> uh anyway we had a pretty cool story actually about um efforts to reduce plastic waste around the basin and the story it basically it features students from environmental clubs from four high schools around the region it was north tahoe Truckee, incline and south tahoe and they all learned the effects of microplastics had on the lake. They um, they did some initial surveys at their local Rayleigh stores, brought their findings to the Rayleigh's executive team on Earth Day, um, and it basically highlighted areas for improvement for Rayleigh's, and they're going to be committing to improving on some of those things. So pretty cool on these kids to, to get that ball rolling there. And I guess uh, if only we can stop them to you know, just stop selling those damn combustible plastic sleds. Um, they, they did know that they would look into alternatives for it, but I don't know. We'll see, Mike. I like how you call them combustible. That's great. They that's really that's are. what they are, man. They just blow yeah. up. <laughs> and then uh, maybe on a little bit sadder note, uh, but as more and more drought talk happens, more and more fallouts likely to occur. One of them being the, uh, the boat ramp at El Dorado Beach. That is not going to open this year due to those low water levels from the dry winter. As of now, it's the only boat ramp that we've heard of. Uh, I, I don't believe uh, we'll see any others. I guess it's a possibility, um, but if you're planning on launching there on the South Shore, you're gonna need to find a different point of entry. You can hit up uh, TahoeBoatInspections.com for, for other locations. And wh while I'm talking about the, the, uh, the drought, one of the things that I mentioned, uh, I had another tidbit of, of Governor Newsom, he's proposing $5.1 billion drought response package that's going to expand drought emergency actions to 41 counties in California. Uh, should have more details on this uh, as they become available, but it seems like California 
could use a little more infrastructure, right, Mike? We, we talked about this a little, a little bit yesterday. Yeah, we sure could. Maybe and that, that boat ramp, it, that has just got to be the dumbest location. I get the city wanted to own one and they had to, you know, they don't have much land, but I it, I don't think that boat ramp's got a very good track record since it's been built. I mean, it's probably batting, you know, 25% there, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, every, every year it's like yeah. toss up. So. Wait, so, so 250 in baseball, it's not terrible, but I guess it's a boat. Guess, yeah. In baseball, but for the city, come on now. <laughs> And then as uh, summer starts to creep in, just a, a couple of notes on maybe some road trips that you might take throughout the summer. Highway 108 over Sonora Pass, that has reopened for the season. Tioga Pass over Yosemite, I know that's a little near and dear to you, Mike. It's uh, still closed at this time, uh, but I, I did hear, I, I think it was our editor that said maybe it might be opening over the weekend. We'll wait to see officially there. Um, and then Ebbets Pass, uh, still closed. That's Highway 4, uh, still on track to be open by Memorial Day weekend, though. You heard anything on, on Tioga? Uh, no, not just, you know, what Bill, our editor, had mentioned yesterday. Possibly this weekend. We'll see. It's a it's a big chunk of work. Yeah, it is. Uh, and then my, my last note here, just weather for the week. A uh, lot more of the same. Uh, our uh, Bill, we were talking about our editor yesterday. He asked us if it was ever going to rain again. And I, it doesn't <laughs> look like it's going to be this week. Uh, although there, I guess there is an ever so slight chance we might see a little bit of showers on Saturday. But most likely that's going to fizzle out um mainly sunny low 70s much of the week dropping into the mid 60s for the weekend boring but gorgeous yeah yeah you're gonna start to see the pollen really fly with this uh, dry spell here it comes (laughs) yay (laughs) all right rob that was a pleasure here on tahoe talk we hope you enjoyed it spread the word and we'll be back next week with another edition stay safe out there y'all see ya